Hey, Warriors, quick update for you. No UCAP. That's the Utah Coalition Against Pornography. Due to COVID-19, the conference has been canceled. So unfortunately, we won't be seeing your sweet, sweet faces there. But hit us up because we still would love to see your faces once the disease hopefully dies down a little bit. And all of you folks in Utah, we wish you the best as there was an earthquake this morning. <laughs> Holy smokes. Things are happening. So enjoy the episode. We love you. And we'll uh, hope to hear from you soon. I am just the worst because of this. So at that point, I was I rock bottom. It's impossible. There's no Because for a long time, I was always blaming myself. Like, this is all my fault. I and started this. just had the this. mindset of like, I'm never going to overcome this, you know? Like, I, I, I was giving in and letting Satan beat me I'm into the ground. The terrible kid who has to go to stage that you have a fork in the road and you are forced to choose and i chose to fight and i choose to fight today and i'll choose to fight tomorrow because winning is worth it i just feel like the man right now i'm fighting for my life man and now i fight to live i don't just fight to live dude i fight to live the best life i can you're going to recover from this and if i can do this you can do it it's like the start of a race and that adrenaline's pumping and you're like let's go Let's get going, because today I change, and nothing, not even the armies of hell themselves will stop me. I am a warrior. I'm a provider, presider, protector. Satan is our enemy. Not alone. Whatever I fight with fury. Let's go. We will win this war. Don't mess with us. (sighs) Is it going to be? It's going to be, Abby, even if it's not. It's going to be May. Abby. In a couple you, months, it will be May. Are you recording this? I know. You punk. <laughs> That's my straight up favorite meme of all time. It's gonna be May. May. But it's May. Oh, Here man. comes the month of May. April 30th. Is tomorrow. that NSYNC or is that, that's, is that Dude, Backstreet JT. Boys? No, that's NSYNC. Is it? It's gonna be May. <laughs> yeah. Spence, oh, no, we, we can't be losing street cred with our lack of... of Boy band knowledge. That's you true. better know that that's NSYNC. Yeah, I'll cut that out. You better know that's our man I'll of the cut, woods. I'll cut out the part Jay where I Timber asked. Lake. Yeah, I'll cut that out, and I'll put in. Hey, oh, that's JT. That's my boy. That's our band NSYNC. Who we <laughs> that's love. That's our boy. I'll, I'll I'll do that. I'll cut it all out. It's all in. in. <laughs> and welcome to the Eternal Warrior Podcast. <laughs> we we just wrapped up our our other podcast is. Um, JT JT's, Wednesdays JT Wednesdays Hip hop Diggity <laughs> Hip hop diggity don't stop That's it Check it out It's yeah. uh, now Go to now Apple available. Podcast for that <laughs> But this is the Eternal Warrior Podcast Helping young people in their quest for self-mastery Sharing stories from the battlefront In the war against Satan And what, Spencer? Pornography That's the thing Man, I recently It's been interesting uh, I've had, can I share really quick? Porfa. I've had some really neat experiences lately t- telling very, uh, people very close to me <gasps> about yes. the addiction yes. for the very first time. And it was interesting as we were having the conversation, I'll tell you, that was a little teaser. I'll tell you who it was, but it was interesting because we can't in our culture, we can't even say the word pornography. We're scared of it. 
it's literally like Lord Voldemort. Like we, hey, we have, hey, the the problem that must, must not be named. The problem <laughs> that must not be named. You know, is, is that true or false? You know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know that problem that some people have. Uh, uh, not you know, a lot. Most, only only the no. Cheeto finger guys. Oh, you, know, you know, like it's just a smaller problem. We just like don't talk like yeah. pornography, masturbation. <gasps> I know. Wow. I said it. You you did. <sighs> Okay, can I tell you though, it was my sisters. Was, I had, so I have four older sisters and I love them. Oh my gosh, this was maybe not the best way to start the podcast. <clears throat> um, I had told one of them and we, uh, and mostly just because she straight up asked me one time, straight up, hey, what's been your experience with pornography? And I'm like, oh, whenever someone asks you, at least, I don't know, I just couldn't help but say yeah I've had a problem so we've had a, a neat relationship with that but um, a couple of factors came into play some other family members nieces nephews have have had some struggles so my sisters have obviously been scared with good reason these are young ninos you guys and nothing gets me more fired up than when it's my family involved and there are little people being taken advantage of and they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And my sisters don't know what's going on. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. And uh, we had, so they have a ladies days every year where mm-hmm. they just have like a, um, you know, they Galentines get together. of sorts. Galentines. Yes. If you've seen, sure. uh, what is that? That's uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Recreation. Yes. And they, um, they invited me as their guest speaker this year to talk about pornography. That's so great. <laughs> no, we joked about it. What was your it. booking fee? Yeah, I, I charged them 14 an hour. 14, whoa. $14. <laughs> so they split it amongst the four of them. Uh, yeah. That's too much math for me. <laughs> Dang. No, no booking fee. This was, this was uh, the one, genuinely one of the coolest experiences of my life. I, I, and I told my sisters that. My mom was there as well. Um, but, man, I, it, there's nothing more powerful than opening up to those that you love and respect more than anyone. And then to have them love and respect you. Not think that they could love you and respect you more than they already did, but they do now. Not in spite of the problem, but because of what you're doing about it. That's the true power. That's the that's the strength right there, man. That's so awesome. And how so cool. Isn't it so weird how dude, you've been you've been broadcasting this to the earth yeah. for over a year now. Is that weird that I told the world before I told my sisters? I don't think it's weird, man. I think like cuz there's more risk honestly associated with talking to those that we know instead of those that are just out we there. We would like to. And listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In listener, listener land. land. Yeah. That's right. But man, dude, it was powerful. And I know you've had experiences with yeah. your family too. Yeah. It's, it connects it, you deeper than you ever thought you could be connected. <laughs> if you want to feel warrior chemistry, tell your family and watch them. Oh man. Watch him come to your aid. Watch, watch like your, your brothers and sisters, not just in fighting and in church, but in like biology. <laughs> Then pull you aside one off and say, hey, I needed this, or my son needed this, or our niece yep. needs help. You know, like yep. it's, it's amazing what the Lord will do through you Ugh. as you do that. And our guest today, 
Ooh. Is is a woman of colossal character and incredible power and strength and um, valor, like courage, yes. just for being here. Oh, Rabreza. What's she, that? It's a derivative of Rabrest from our episode with <gasps> Nate and Kaylee. Yeah, lion-hearted. Yeah, she's lion-hearted, indeed. And um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna chat with Janae here in just a little bit. But um, before we do that, we want to recap our conversation from last week with Kaylee, Whitney, Abby, and Jess. That was just such an honor to be with them and to hear of such incredibly, I oh man, they're they're so awesome but beautiful women. Beautiful and in every possible in, way. In every way. And these girls know the score. They know what they and the guys in their lives are up against and they're they're all in they're enlisted they're down to to take down satan they're not going to settle they're not going to accept someone rolling over and just saying well this is how i am but they know that the struggle is real and they're all in it oh man they're incredible yeah i um we recorded that just a few weeks before I talked to my sisters and um, very similar feelings. There's something about women. Oh, I don't, man. You can't, and and I don't know what Maurice calls it. I think it's mama bear chemistry. Yeah, mama bear chemistry. It is, you take warrior chemistry as much as that feels amazing and powerful, times that by 40 billion to the just nth degree. It goes nuclear, man. Seriously. It goes nuclear. Mama bear chemistry and and even pre-mama bear chemistry with these women, right? That are not mamas yet. Yeah. From what I understand, I, don't, I mean... They're not. Okay. Ellos, ellos no tienen niños. <laughs> they do not have children. Thank you. Children. Children. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Mama bear chemistry. Ooh. But if, if you've ever, like, wondered, man, like, no... No woman of worth would ever want me after what I've been through. BS. BS. That's so much bull. And go listen to them. Yes. And and take their counsel. Well, what was so powerful is to hear how pornography affects them as a woman. If you listen to that when you're about to lose a battle, I guarantee you will not lose that battle. I can make that promise. If you want to make women feel less and ugly and not worth it and not enough go ahead lose that battle <laughs> you're not don't oh see i'm, I'm feeling so yeah, well you'll remember what nate said a few weeks ago yeah is he you become that person that is telling the women in your life that they're ugly they're Ooh. not worth it don't be that guy don't be that guy you're not that guy you're not that guy if you're listening to this you're not that guy. You're obviously trying to do something. You're listening to a podcast about pornography, which I still cannot well, believe. And the, the recovery therefrom. <laughs> let's let's be very very clear. So listen to that and get your warrior chemistry juices. And then we want to invite you guys. Once you've done that, we know this is a hard ask for a lot of you, but you can't you can't you can't go at it alone anymore. We want you to pray about who you can confide in, about who you can share your addiction with. 
what you're going through. It doesn't have to be your parent. It doesn't have to be your bishop. Let it be someone new and let the spirit guide and direct you. Yeah. And I promise you that the Lord will reveal to you who needs your help and whose help you need. Yeah. And tell them your game plan. Yeah. Tell them what you're doing about it. Yeah. And then ask them, hey, would you mind being a part of this journey? Not that you have to take ownership of it. How would you be willing to help me? But get them off the sidelines. We need everyone. Yep. Fighting. Need everyone in the, in the fight. (sighs) Cody, should we? Yeah, listen? let's toss it over to Haas. Let's, let's toss it to him. So happy you're listening to the Eternal Warrior Podcast. There's not a week that goes by where a warrior hasn't shared how the Eternal Warrior Podcast has helped them win a battle. My name is Cody Haas, and I'm a licensed therapist who helps those dealing with sexual addiction, betrayal trauma, trauma in general, marital recovery, and mental illness. Over the years, I've gathered resources to help those who desperately want to get to a better place. If you feel you're in need please reach out to me by calling 385-519-6089 to set up an initial assessment. Once again, 385-519-6089. God bless you on your journey, my friend, and keep listening to Wes and Spenny. And remember, if you're doing things like listening to the Eternal Warrior podcast, you're increasing your power and resilience. Remember the power you feel while you listen to Wes and Spenny and replicate it daily by going and doing the things they share. You got this. Muchísimas gracias, Señor Haas. Señor Haas. Aus. I wonder what they... They wouldn't say the H. Aus. Aus. And they don't say W's very well. No. Anyways. That means very much thank you, Mr. Haas. <laughs> For our Latin audience. Wes. Okay. Today is, today oh is a special... I, I, yeah. Yeah. Go on. The email that we received from Janae is one of the more impactful ones that I've read. And there are many impactful. They're all great. They're we all love amazing. hearing from all of you guys. Seriously. And if so inclined, hit us up, podcast at lifechangingservices.org. Correct. Just, Janae, your story, your, your power, your strength is a whole other level. And we are so grateful that you're here. So thank you. Yay! I'm here. (laughs) I'm so excited. Hi, listener land. (laughs) You have you're speaking to them. You're you're in talkie land right now. Yeah, I know. It's so exciting. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm so excited. This is the coolest day. We we got this email from Janae. What? Like probably a few months ago, and just it like tore our hearts in two, and yet sewed it back together in just and made it stronger so yeah the the humility and power that Janae has um found in her journey is nothing short of inspiring and we we couldn't keep her a secret and we wanted to well she wanted to share her story with us today and and we are so humbled to have you here with us well, thanks. I'm excited to be here with you guys and share your strength. Yay! Yeah. I got to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, what were your thoughts, Wes, as far as just well, how to kick, kick this conversation off? Well, I mean, let's let's let our listeners know who Janae is a little bit. So, just give us a, a brief rundown of, of who's Janae. What are you about? 
un, unporn related. Un, un, unporn related. Uh, just like Janae in the in the life. Yeah. A day okay. in the life of Janae. A day in the like life Spotlight of Janae. Janae. Starts with donuts every day. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the Dunford in. That's <laughs> it's the best. I love that's it. That's high living. Um, I'm married. I've got four kids. Um, pretty what? great. I am my grandparents' caretaker. What? My grandma's 91. My grandpa's 97. What? And that's pretty terrific. Wait, what? Yeah, they're old. Dang. Like really old. <laughs> do you feel like your, your, uh, what do you call it? Your people that have come before you and your family? Ancestors. There it is. Progenitors. Yeah. Are they all, have they all had a long life or do you feel like this is like a. Unfortunately, unique... yes. So I'm, I'm doomed to be like a hundred. <laughs> so when I get to be 90, I'm, just, I'm, I'm done. I'm just banking on, I just want Jesus to come. Yep. Yeah. That's agreed. all I want. Yeah. Let's like, have him come. Tomorrow's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when, whenever you come. want, you know. No, that they, they are, they are getting up there. Yeah, they are. That's amazing. And you do that with, while managing ninos like your kids as yeah, well my ninos and ninas are a little bit older okay. um okay. my youngest is 13 oldest is 21 <gasps> and there's no way well it's because uh two were mine and two were my husband's okay. second marriage mm. so holy cow you're so young though that's, that's what i was gonna okay. say like, yeah. Yeah. i'm like no you, i am young i was a i was genuinely waiting for you to say yeah i've got a newborn and then i've got a actually old got a one month old grandson to throw it even crazier youngest grandma ever no and it's the best thing in the world what? the coolest so oh cool my gosh. love the baby give it back to mom and dad there you go <laughs> is That's there such awesome. thing as grandma bear chemistry we haven't talked about that do you feel that already well now towards... we're getting into some warrior chemistry russian doll situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far. super mom and super grandmother donut connoisseur yeah. I love to do crafty things. I love mm. my fast speedy little car. Uh, I've got a motorcycle. What type of what type of car? A Subaru WRX. Super fun. I love Subaru. I love I figure them. if you gotta drive something it should be something fun. Yes. 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 And a motorcycle? Yes. Yep. Do you have like the biking the bike like helmet and the gear and like the like I don't Are you know. asking if she's tough or if she's safe? That's what I'm... Uh, bo- uh, crap. I don't know. Safe? Both. <laughs> tough. <Yes. Yeah. laughs> Both. We're going to go with tough and safe. There you go. Nice. That is the coolest today. That makes you... You're already... The respect was already yeah. there. Up. I just she, like she to just have turned fun, up to 11. even if I'm a grandma, quote unquote. That is so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And I don't have gray hair. No, not no, at all. Not at all. Yeah, this is not it's your sprightly, type of, a, a youthful, a young youth, woman. A youthful this is the Eternal Word Podcast, helping young people. <laughs> young in their quest people. For yes. Young Janae. Yes. And uh-huh. young and young grandbaby. And young grandbaby. We will help them. <laughs> We no, will. that is awesome. I think. Is there anything else you'd add to that? I think that's a good. That's a perfect. Like, it's a great Janae. profile. Yeah, we know Janae now. Yes, we do. And now, we want to know what brought Janae here. We know you've got a, a very um, interesting, interesting story. Can you go ahead and, and tell us about your experience with with pornography, masturbation, sexual addiction? Kind of how this this happened to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yay. You know, the best part, the easiest yeah, part. So easy. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, mm. my parents moved there when I was one 
and that living there is a kind of a different world than living here in in the Utah bubble. And we, my parents, once they moved there, they pretty much fell off the church radar. They went inactive, and um, unfortunately, my father slash sperm donor, because he's not much of a father, um, mm. was a narc- or is a narcissist and was very psychologically and emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually abusive. And so mm. childhood was, was not awesome. And I had a wonderful mother. She is a wonderful mother still. Um, but she was stuck in this situation of mm. abuse and she didn't know how to get out because we didn't have any family there. And so it was rough. Um, so my way as a child, um, I was molested starting from maybe four or five for at least 10 years. And so for me to find a way to endure that and survive my life, I started creating fantasies, fantasy world, just everyday, everyday life, trying to just survive. And so those, unfortunately, those, um, those fantasies kind of developed into, I mean, at first it was totally innocent, dreaming about a new family <laughs> or secret doors in your house that you could you could mm. escape to. I don't know, maybe Narnia or mm. whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the closet, yeah. Right. The Anything to, to get away from. To get away yeah. from. Uh, Reality. Right. The, oh. the world that I unfortunately felt like I lived in. Um, and I wanted to take my, my brothers and and my mother with me, but um, I, I was just a kid. What could I do? So I carried that sense of fantasy with me as a way to cope with the things that I couldn't handle because I, I couldn't handle what I was going through and I didn't know how to. So I was introduced to porn very young. Um, that was just something that was on the TV at our house. I mean, just soft porn, but it was there. It was no big deal. And it was very widely accepted in the culture that I grew up in back east. So even as a teenager, I remember going to friends' houses and they just turned on porn and like that was okay. And I I didn't think anything different. I didn't think anything about it. I didn't think it was unusual. Not really till I moved to Utah and realized, wait, maybe there's a different way. Maybe maybe there's something better. And how has this really affected me and damaged me? I didn't know. It took a, it's taken a, a lifetime for me to figure out how it's really affected me. Oh, well, how could you process that, right? Right. Like, I, I maybe we've mentioned this on the podcast. Sorry, just to quickly say, like our, our brains, our frontal lobe, where our values are stored, don't even fully, we have mentioned this. They don't even fully don't develop, develop until you're what? like 25. Yeah. So how are we supposed to process, Janae, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, kind of rough. <sighs> so this kind of began my lifelong struggle of wanting to feel anything, anything besides feeling like nothing, feeling like I was a piece of trash or feeling the way that um, my father had portrayed that, you know, that, that we were, that we were just garbage. So I found that I started living outside my value system, even though I probably didn't really know what my value system was, because I was mm-hmm. still trying to develop that as a teenager or as a youth. Um, and finding that, you know, physically with what a, whoever. So that, that, that was not, that wasn't great. <laughs> um, no, but like that, that, that's a form of validation, right? Of somebody wants me, even if it's, just physically, you know, hmm. I, I'm serving some purpose right now. You know, I mean, go. 
and searching probably for anything, like you said, to feel. Yeah. Well, and I think that that, I feel that that's carried through. That's kind of been the underlying story of my life where looking for that validation in others, even though it doesn't really create that for me, but creating that fake, that fake sense of it. So. Wow. So then I moved to, I moved to Utah I was about 18. Um, I actually left. Um, I, I pretty much ran away from home. That's what I was going to say. Did you go by yourself? When Is I was, that? well, no, when I was, when I think I, I think I was 17. Um, uh, my dad kicked me out of the house and I'd been waiting to hear those words my whole life. <laughs> so I just ran mm-hmm. and eventually that was enough for my mom to, to get a divorce and, my, my dad went to prison for a very short time, but it was enough time for us to leave and move to Utah. So that was good. Oh, man. Glimmer of hope. Oh, my goodness. So then I got here, and I, I got married right out the door. I was 18, had two kids, and my kids are the best, of course. I love them both, and they're awesome. And, um, but I continued to struggle, and I've, I went through counselor after counselor, and I just I just never quite could figure out what my problem was and as I tried to explain it to counselors this this sort of lust these lustful feelings and feeling like I had an addiction no one could quite put their finger on it they always related it back to being molested and they always wanted me rehash all that which sure of course it's affected me but there's still I just never had answers counselor I would I would do counseling for a couple months I, I did the 12-step program, and after, you know, whenever I'd finish with the counselor or program, there were some women's groups that I did, they'd say, oh, you're, you're cured, everything's great, which, of course, is never the case. Mm. <laughs> so, unfortunately, with my ex-husband, I had a huge loss battle, he had a huge loss battle, Satan was working on both of us, and we got divorced. Um... I took that time to work on me. I, I met my husband that I have now and thought things were going to be perfect and great. And you always have that glimmer of hope. And of course, um, it wasn't exact. It hasn't exactly been perfect. Um, what you're meaning to tell us and our listeners that your, your marriage and life are not perfect. What? Shocking. I know. What? But wait, we're supposed to have a perfect life. Oh, you Are know we what, not? Wes? Isn't that the expectation well, no. we should Here's have? Here's the thing. The thing about perfect people, Spence, as old Elder Roosevelt would have said, Ooh. they live in a gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. And so thank you for not being perfect, Janae. Oh, you're welcome. Because yeah. you get to be interesting <laughs> and of depth, which is far more valuable than perfect. And I would even dare say that those, well, I can, the dare say is like a very, very high confidence level that they are not perfect and that that is a, is a, what did we call it in the other episode we were talking about the, uh, oh, the Potemkin village. It is a cosmetic veneer that people parade around in of their perfection. Yep. Yes. And, and so that they will be seen as perfect not dealing with what's really going on right and so when we talk about well, let's let's deal with it well and maybe 
don't know how to deal with it. You know, we, we're not indicting anybody. No. I, no, 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 no. I said that in jest. Yeah. The perfection thing. Yeah. Okay, good. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, that's why I love our community is because we embrace our imperfection. And we realize that it is only through our imperfection that we can help our brothers and sisters to draw closer to our Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. Mm. Like Alma, or not Alma, Moroni 10.32 says, Come unto Christ and be perfected in Him. Not by sheer force. Yeah, or not independent of Him. We can't be. We shouldn't be. I wouldn't want to be. No. It's way more fun with Jesus. Thou shalt white knuckle thyself unto perfection. <laughs> right? It does not, at least from what I've read, it does yeah. not say that. No. So, so go on. Yes. You're, you're, so you find yourself in, in an imperfect marriage. So um, basically, there were times where I felt like I was doing really good. I had some cool callings and spiritual callings, and I felt like I was, I was doing well. And then... Just those spider webs that Satan puts out there for you that you get caught in. Um, I'd get tangled in them, and I would I would fall and lost battles, and um, I would I would always go to my bishop and attempt to explain what I was going through, and they were all great men. They are still are great men, but they always just kind of you know with lust addiction. It was it's just well that's normal. That's you're, you're fine. Everything's okay. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I don't think you understand. And I think part of it was that I didn't know how to explain what I was feeling. I didn't know how to explain what I was going through, that I was being tempted all over the place. And even if I hadn't had a lost battle, um, a big lost battle, then I still, I still was experiencing lost battles in different ways because we have to each decide what is a lost battle to us. And it mm-hmm. might be different you know, it might be okay church-wise. You still might be okay to take the sacrament, but you still had a lost battle, and you're the only one who can decide that between you and God. So that's something I've had to define for myself more recently because I'm, I didn't quite get the direction and the guidance I needed from my bishop, which is okay, I guess. But eventually um, I've come to realize that where those lines are for myself well, while we're on that, I wanted to ask you, um, how is working with priesthood leaders for you? How do you feel like that's maybe different for you as a woman as opposed to maybe uh, a male in, in your ward that would have the same struggle? Did, do you feel like it'd be different? I, I just want to get your thoughts there. I don't think it's easy, no matter what gender you are. Um, but I think for me, being a woman, I think it was easier to be misunderstood because mm-hmm. I didn't come in to the office saying, um, well, I'm looking at porn and I'm masturbating. I didn't say that because soft porn, that's not, that's, that's technically, I don't know. I felt like I could get away with not exactly explaining that. But when I tried to explain lustful feelings and it was, it just came across as, well, that's okay. You're a woman. That's normal feelings. And well, yes, while we all have these feelings that are normal, um, they can be, how do I put it? Well, if they're not kept in check, they can lead to destructive behavior. Yes, right? exactly. And that's when we're no longer living according to our value system, which we talk about often. But Right. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. I felt like I got a lot of the brush off with my priesthood leaders. Well, yeah, I think, and I... 
I don't know. I've, I don't know how different that I've, is. I've never been a, a woman in this situation, and I've you never. Haven't? I haven't. What? Shocking. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> but like, it, it's hard for me to know what the contrast would be because I, you know, right. I don't know. But from the, what I've seen, and the same for Janae, right? She probably totally. doesn't know what a male would feel. But right. But what what I know of our culture is, I I feel, and I've also never been a bishop. I've never been on the other side of the table. I feel like maybe we're we're not as well equipped to handle that than if a young man would or old man would come to to confess that type of challenge. So I think you know how would you have liked to have been <laughs> dealt with by your bishop? I I think that unless it's a clear cut, what they're looking for is you've. I don't know, violated your commandment or mm-hmm. you've broken your temple covenants, then they're pretty, I don't know, maybe almost lenient, which mm-hmm. I think I needed. I really was, every time I went in, I was looking for help. I was desperately searching for someone to help me. And I even remembered saying, what about the 12-step program? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you don't need that. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. Help. But mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say help. And so I always felt like, Okay, I'm I'm re-energized and I can keep going and for a little bit longer. Right. Almost like you had to convince them that you that's interesting. Right. Hey, Bishop, no, 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 you're saying okay. And I get that and I appreciate that. But what do I do? Where do I go? I need help. Right. That's so interesting. And so yeah. I think now, looking back on it, um, maybe if the Relief Society presidents and the young women's presidents are more aware of how to how to handle it and that those feelings even if even if you haven't gone you know if you're not if you haven't looked at porn or if you haven't masturbated yet it's going to result in that eventually I'm, I'm sorry it just is so maybe if they're aware of that then they could help help guide to get to get people some help some, some of these tools. ladies some help yes yeah, some tools yeah. guide them to this program or at least some community that i i think a place the, to talk about it the, the the few women that we have spoken with have often said that it's it's hard to find other women that are going through the same thing who can relate in the well, same way willing to talk about it yeah, probably uh-huh i feel like maybe the the shame stigma is probably even heavier again Never been a woman before. Would you say that's accurate? Contrary to from, popular belief. From but. being, and we're skipping forward a little bit, because I do want to hear a little bit about life-changing services and where that came into play in the story. But um, from the women that you've interacted with, with similar challenges, do you feel like that's the case? That you're like, I know there are more women out there that are struggling with this. Why aren't they here at group? Or why aren't they talking about this? Do you feel that? Oh, definitely. There's a huge stigma that... You know, that women don't look at porn. Women don't masturbate. Women don't have these problems. They don't have lust addictions. What? Yeah, they do. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. we have these problems too, but it's so taboo. We don't talk about it. It's only something that men deal with. Oh. So we should just all have the shame and never, never talk about it because that's what Satan wants. He wants to isolate us. And that's totally not true. We oh, need man. to band together. So that we can help each other, so that we can grow, and we can realize that we can beat this, we can fight this, yes. and we can win. Oh, so, Janae, let's go. So how, how would that change? Like, what would it do for, for your ward right now if 
you found out that the Relief Society lesson this coming Sunday was, hey, we're going to talk about lustful addictions or or pornography use for women and and how do we address it and masturbation for women how would that change you know the culture of your ward and your relief society oh that would be crazy awesome because i know that there's women who who are struggling and they're just hiding in the shadows and feeling alone and feeling depressed and scared and sad and Mm. all the feelings that satan's dragging them down into the muck so it would it would be very enlightening to be able to open up and share. But I guess that's the key is it can't just be somebody standing up in front of everybody saying, yeah, this is, here's my lesson. It has to be that people need to be able to raise their hands and, and say, yes, I've been through this. And that's scary. That's the hard part is being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But you know what? For those of you in listener land. Yes. You're also in leader land. You're listening to this because you, you want to affect change. You want to be a leader in our community. You want to normalize the conversation. You want to usher it out of the shadows so that we can actually have a conversation. We can have a dialogue. When when someone is willing enough and bold enough and brave enough, lion-hearted enough to burst forth from the shade and share their scars and show, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. You give permission for everyone in the vicinity, everyone that's seeing, to do the same. And that's sacred. Hmm. That's very holy. And it's what the Savior would do. And he needs you. He has trusted you with your challenges to give that permission to his other children and Janae, the good that you're doing for other sisters today by saying, hey, you know what? It's not just a guy thing. It's not. And I'm living proof of that. And I know that there are people out there like me. You're opening doors for so many women by saying, hey, you know what? It's okay. Out you come. We can talk about this. Yeah. Ooh, Janae, you are so bad at the bone. You are so awesome. I so, told you. We warned you guys. I know. We warned you the, how bad Janae is. <laughs> it's so fun being here. She's the best. <laughs> Yeah, it's the coolest thing to have you here. Okay, I would be curious then, maybe unless there's other parts of your story that you'd like to address, how did life changing services come into play? Oh yes, and daughters of light. Okay, um, so fast forward like a bazillion years. Okay, not really a bazillion, but a few. Bishop, talking to bishops, trying to get help. Counselor right? after counselor. Counselor after counselor. Like, what do I do? Where am I going? Right, and just trying to deal with it on my own. Everybody told me I'm fine. You're um, good. You're okay. Right. I Mm. had just gotten released from being young women's president after four years. And I just felt like I was still living in that fantasy world, still, still having fantasies about other people and just trying to deal with life. And I still realized that I was, I was going back to the, the childhood tactics and it was, it was pretty much destroying me. Um, so I was, I became very depressed Mm. Because that spiritual outlet was was gone. Mm. And then I also have chronic migraines, so I was always in lots of pain. And Mm. Satan is so good at exploiting that. Oh, my gosh. So I went to a doctor, and they put me on antidepressants, and they put me on some meds to help help my brain to feel better. And it was like like a light switch. I felt empowered, and everything became different. Um, but unfortunately my sense of right and wrong also shifted 
And I had a very small inkling of perhaps it's the meds. And so I started asking people and I started asking other doctors. And every time I asked, they said, well, let's just up your meds. And I was like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And it took me a while before I realized that, you know, well, I pretty much I, I just tanked. I hit rock bottom. I separated from my husband. Um, I realized my friends were pulling away from me. I was very alone. Um, and my whole, my whole world pretty much flipped upside down and shifted. Um, mm. I had lots of lost battles during this time period and was put on informal probation on the church. So that was, that was rough. Lost my temple recommend. Um, I was going through a custody battle with my ex. So th- there was just lots of stress. I went to a couple counselors during this time, got lots of bad advice. Mm. <laughs> which I couldn't see because the meds just had shifted my brain. And even though I felt empowered, I was like I was walking all over everybody. It wasn't a good thing. Mm. And I know for a lot of people, meds have been really great. But for me, it, it wasn't the right, wasn't the right med. It wasn't the right balance. And no matter, no matter how many times I went into the doctor, I couldn't get, I couldn't get them to help me. So my husband um, helped me to get off the meds while we were separated and, but then it took months before, before it actually trickled out of my system. Right. So during this time, my son, who also has a problem with porn and masturbating, um, my stepdad had given him, had given him the putting on the armor of God by Stephen Kramer. And he, at first he was hesitant. He didn't want to really read it, but then he, um, went ahead and told me how awesome it was. He only read a couple chapters and he was like, this is a really good book. And I think he went on vacation with his dad and he was, he left it in his room. And so I went and grabbed it and I started reading it. And that, this book has changed my life completely. Mm. Just each chapter was so good and so powerful. And I think what it really did for me was validate the reality of Satan, that Satan really is here. And I, I really, I, you know, you hear about yep. it, but I had no idea. So he's this nebulous bad yeah. guy out there, but we don't know what he, how yeah. he operates. Well, you know, every first Sunday of the month, we hear great testimonies over the pulpits of our chapels of testifying of the reality of our heavenly father and how he's in the details of our lives. Unfortunately, there is an opposite of that coin that the reality of the adversary And he is also in the details of our lives. And I think we erroneously turned Satan in. I think we've talked about this before. We turn him into kind of this boogeyman, this, um, this character that is almost, I think that he would have us believe that he's more of a boogeyman than an actual threat. Um, because it, it totally gives him the element of surprise that he, he dwells in this, in this, uh, in this mask of, of, I don't know. It's, he's, he's like a Trojan horse and like, mm. yeah, we, we know he's there, but we don't know what's inside. Oh man. We don't know where he is to the point that he's so good at what he does and so manipulative that we think it's us, right? Yes. We're the problem. 
Right. I, I definitely have. I've always thought that. I always thought that I was my own worst enemy. I grew up thinking that. I always thought that, that I was my, my problem and that if I just went to enough counselors, I would get enough tools one day to be able to be nice to myself. But really, there's three voices. So you got to learn how to distinguish those. Mm-hmm. And now that I have figured that out most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Process, right? Yeah. Journey in and of Journey, itself. Journey, for sure. Um, that's changed my world. I mean, wow. Oh, Paradigm shift, for sure. Was that part of, that was part of your journey with the book? It was oh, helping yes. identify the enemy. Definitely. Ooh, that's, that's so powerful. I, I will be honest. I have not read it yet. What? I know. Are you I've kidding? Only, I've only read like Dragons to the Fight. Have you read? Like, I have. Dra- okay. Yes. That's, I, so that's I haven't next. finished this. Oh, oh what my I've, goodness. What I've read, I know. It's, how are we doing this? Janae, po- how are we podcasting without having read this? Yep. Yes. I've got it all highlighted. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. will have to borrow your copy yeah. so we already have the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> but that is, uh, that is awesome. So then it is tied... Not directly, but Life Changing Services does. They use it as a companion yeah. book. They do. To like Dragons to the Is that fight. how you were introduced to Life Changing Services or how did that? So because my son was struggling. Oh, yes. His dad got him into the program. And when he started telling me all these weird things about manpower and these goals and using all this terminology, I had no idea what he was talking about. And I really wanted to help him. I wanted to be supportive. So I logged onto the website. I found your podcast. I... Started listening to some of the mothers, mothers, mothers they? who know, mothers who know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like because I also am going through it and I understand, identify with his feelings. Your podcast is what really just hit home for me. And the sense of camaraderie that you guys talk about in your group, how many <laughs> young men, how many men, I mean that I was just like, I need that. I want that. How can I find that? And that just kind of lit a fire underneath me. So I had that in the back of my mind, but I didn't know how to find that exactly. So I realized for my journey that I wasn't feeling the spirit anymore or like I thought I should. I thought I was praying and getting answers. Now I realized it was Satan was talking to me. And so Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell the difference. I was so far gone that I had no idea whether it was the spirit or the adversary. Mm giving me whisperings and telling me what to do. So that's, if you've been there, that sucks. (laughs) And there is hope and you can get back to the spirit again because it's just, oh, that's the worst. The adversary sucks. He's so good at what he does. He's so manipulative. He is so, ooh, I freaking, ooh. How, how How does he lie to you? Ooh, so many ways. Um, I would say the the biggest thing that I've always heard is you're not enough. You'll never be enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're just not good enough. You're not good enough for anyone because of all, you know, just how tainted I am. And that's that's hard. It's hard to get past that. Um, I get, it, There's so many lies that he tells me. I'm sure it's the same he, with everyone. I think that's a huge one for me too, Janae, just so you know, is because of this, you've ruined your shot, your life shot. You've, you've shot an air ball and you're out of the game and you, you're benched and you're not a good player. You're not, you're not worth anything to the team. So 
And guess where that goes? It goes right back downhill towards something to try to satisfy, to, to impermanently change how you, I mean, the, to get a quick brief moment of dopamine hit to try to satisfy the pain of not being good enough. If, if you guys want, <sighs> if you guys want, uh, if you want to know how enough, more than enough Janae is, she, <laughs> homegirl came prepared. Yeah. For our for our podcast today, she she has typed up her story that she wanted to share with us. She has four filled journals of things that she's learned during her recovery. She has putting on the armor of God notated and and is tagged up like a like a subway car in Brooklyn. It's got so much graffiti in it. <laughs> this woman is in, absolutely incredible. And what I love about Janae and the spirit that she's brought to us today, it actually reminds me of a song mm. by um by Switchfoot. Are you um, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I know. I'm the source of all truth. I, well, they're a Christian band. Okay? Are they? they are. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Okay. But they have a song called More Than Fine. And I just love the words that I, I like the song. Sue me, okay? <laughs> I like the song. Sorry, guys. They say more than fine, more than bent on getting by, more than fine, more than just okay. Mm. And I like that. And I think that that's what warrior chemistry instills in us. What Janae has personified here today is that, you know what? I get one life. I get one mortality and I'm not screwing it up. And I don't come hell or high water. I do not care what it takes to be more than I'm not, I'm, I'm not fine with fine. Mm. I'm not okay with being okay. It's interesting. You said like, I'm not going to screw it up. It's interesting. Cause this might be, this might be a weird question in God's eyes or in the savior's eyes. Have we ever screwed it up too far? Well, isn't that, that's why we're here. That's the plan. That's, that's the beauty of this whole thing is here. we are meant to screw up. Yes. He wanted us to, he knew we needed to, we need the savior to, and the atonement, we need to repent. So yes, it's, it's, oh, I mean, I'm not saying everything I'm doing is okay or I've done. And yes, I have totally screwed up. I screw up and I continue to screw up, but I'm learning from it. I'm moving forward. I'm going up the staircase instead of down. Thank goodness. And so, and it's, it's a constant battle. It's a constant fight and you can't stop. You can't give up. You got to keep going. Oh, can't stop. Gosh. Won't stop. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So you did start, you did start attending a daughters of light group. Is that accurate? First I actually did eternal warriors. Oh, okay. it was a zoom zoom in eternal warriors. And that was, that was great. Lots of good lessons. I learned a lot, but it just felt like it wasn't enough. I needed more, I needed more specific goals for, for my addiction. So then I found daughters of light and also a zoom in call. So ladies, <laughs> if you're looking for a group, we need ya. We you. We want you. We want you to come. We want you to join us. We want to support you so that you know that you are not alone because you're not. Don't let, any, don't let Satan make you think you are because you are 100% not alone. And even though all of our stories are a little bit different, that's what makes our great group so great because we still identify with what each 
others going through. We still support each other. We text each other through the week to check on each other. And that, I think, I mean, that's huge. Just knowing that we got each other's back, even though some of us live in different states. So it doesn't matter where you live. Come join. Email. Yes. Podcast at lifechangingservices.org. Dot org. Dot org. Yes. 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 That, was, that was the first time one of our guests has said that. Janae, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> come join the so, ranks. Ladies, come join the ranks. Women warriors. Yes. So, Janae, what has it done for you to, to find that community of women that you've been looking for and, and needing? What, what's it done for you? It's completely changed my brain chemistry and my brain space and how I view it, that I'm not alone. And Satan wanted me to think I was alone. And now that I realize 100% that I'm not and that the more I talk to people, I realize more people need more women need to talk about it. They need to come out of the shadows and address it because the truth will set you free. Oh, man. So I'd be curious then, in addition to that question, what, what's been different from Daughters of Light, kind of a group therapy versus therapist after therapist after therapist after uh, trying this, trying that, uh, medication, you know? Because you've you fought. You're a fighter, Janae. Yeah. You're a fighter. You've proven, just telling your story, I'm like, gosh, this woman is a fighter. And she gets knocked down. And guess what? She's she's back up. And she keeps swinging. And and maybe those punches weren't landing. But you were, you were swinging. You were swinging back. So funny thing about that. Since I was a child, I've always had these dreams about fighting. About picking up a sword... You know, stabbing someone. They're so gruesome. Punching people (laughs) in the face. I mean, just always protecting someone. And I never understood them. I never thought, you know, I always thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to become like a boxer or MMA or something. I'm little. I'm like 120 pounds. I'm five five. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. So I realize now that I am a warrior. I'm just not meant to do it with my hands. I'm meant to do it in other ways with my words and against Mm. the adversary that he's the one that I'm fighting against. So that's pretty cool. But then to get back to your actual question. That was super cool. So what's been the difference? Yeah. Between my experience was I went to different groups. I talked to different bishops. I, I, I was doing what I was supposed to, to get help. It wasn't landing. I was swinging. I wasn't landing punches and I found sons of Helaman and it, connected with my soul and I had tools. I knew how to fight. I knew what was going on in my brain. I knew like I was empowered, but that being said, what was it like for you? Exactly what you're saying. Um, you've all, you always hear about in church, pick up your armor, put on your sword. I never connected to that. I had no idea what that meant. I don't even know why they quote that if they're not going to explain it. So <laughs> basically yeah. now I there, understand. There was, a, there was a flippant hair flip right after yeah. that. And I wish you guys could see. It was awesome. Yes. I because it, it annoys me. Yeah. If we're going to give tools to the youth, give them the full, the Ooh, full gamut of give tools. Them context, yeah. Now I understand that um, every morning, all those things that we need to do, the prayers, the scripture study, you know, that, that is um, me putting on my armor every single day. 
And then picking up my my weapons could be anything from listening to uplifting music to watching a good, um, they've got great little videos on, uh, you know, on, on the Gospel Library app that mm-hmm. are up, that bring in the spirit, it could be going to the temple, it could be sharing your testimony or doing something like this where it brings that warrior chemistry in. So now those things actually have meaning and I do them every day to be able to fight against the adversary so that when he does come a knock in, which he does every freaking day, that, that I'm, I have tools that I can pull out things I can do to shut him down. So I, I guess the difference is that, um, that I know now I know without a doubt how real Satan is. And during the time that, um, that I was trying when I, when I got my temple wreck and been back and I was trying to figure out how to feel the spirit again, I went to the temple a couple different times. And one of the times I picked up my scriptures and I flipped through to, and I, this is something I've always done is I just kind of flip the pages of the scriptures and whatever I land on is what I read. And more mm-hmm. times than not, it's something I need. So I, I flipped a DNC 50 and it basically says that you've been deceived by Satan. And I was like, are you sure? And I just kind of sat there and thought about it. And then the next time I came to the temple, same thing, still not quite feeling the spirit. Um, I was walking around and thinking about, you know, where I was going wrong and how I could fix my life. This is before I had found out anything about Satan. I had this thought in my head that said, um, I mean, just as, as clear as day, well, you should just kill yourself. And I was like, I just, I, I almost fell over in the temple walking because, you know, you're not supposed to be able to have the adversary be in the temple. But if you allow the adversary into your own body, into your own heart and into your own mind, and he takes over. So that day I pretty much knew. And I, I, I pretty much to myself thought, well, thanks, Satan. Now I know for 100% that I am so far gone in a sense that that's what I'm hearing and you're inside of me. And how do I get rid of you? So then it became my challenge of how do I get rid of you? Because you knew it wasn't coming from God. Yeah. Definitely not coming from God. And it's not something I would think. I mean, no, that's not, that's not me. So it had to be coming from a different source. Right. And then you say, you know what? You little rat. I found you. I've identified you. We're on an even playing field now. Eviction notice. Seriously. (laughs) Exactly. Now, now let's put the gloves on, brother. Let's go a couple rounds because I'm ready to kick, kick your bum, kick some booty. Yep, kick you out. (laughs) So then, okay, that was amazing. Yep. So understanding the enemy was a difference. The tools. Now I have a way to. Not only I understand who it is, but now I know how to fight back. Right. Anything else you'd add to that? Understanding the satanic spin. In Daughters of Light, we actually use a few other models that I don't think you guys do. Emotional models and situational models. So, because women, I guess, I don't know. We are more emotional beings. Shocking, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I want to learn them. This is cool. Is there, do we have a a place that you could just quickly say what kind of that looks like? Or is that even... Um, so one of them is that you have, that you have a situation that brings up, um, that basically is like a trigger. And instead of having your, your filing cabinet or your flash, you have a situation, you're in a situation that creates that. So then that could result in a thought 
and then you're starting to spin through your feel into feelings and they just kind of go in a circle and until you have an action to stop those then you're just going to be spinning Mm. okay and then the other one is more of an emotion model where usually you start with an emotion women i don't know we're sad or I mean, it really could be the same thing. Right? Yeah. Lazy, tired. Yeah. Hangry. I'm hangry <laughs> because I need my donut. <laughs> Where are those dumpers at? <laughs> yeah. And that creates a thought of um, that would be more like your filing cabinet thought or your. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're going back to what you've gone to before. Right. right? You're saying. How have I, how have I, how have I satisfied I this, this, yep. this pain before? Where's my dopamine rush? Where's the dope? Where's that hit? Right. Where's, where's that donut? Where's, where's that, that donut? Where's that dopamine donut? <laughs> right. And then you say, yeah, that spin. And then oh, you, man. and then you're spinning until you have another, a different action to be able to stop it. And we talk a lot about what is the identity deception in, in our models so that we can identify how Satan is really attacking us as a root. Um, for me, a lot of times it's, you're, you're a bad mother because of blah, 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 or you're not mm. a good wife. I mean, finding that root cause really helps to diffuse you know, what Satan's, how he's spinning mm. you and what he's doing. Have they taught you notice it, name it, flip it, find, find it? it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love man. That. Have that you one. noticed that? You're like, Satan, you're telling me I'm a bad mom. I've, I feel uh, unworthy or not, not good enough. What's the opposite of yeah. that? So when you, when you name that, yeah. you're able name to say, it. oh, th- this is a lie. Yeah. This is a satanic lie. You're able to identify it. Yep. And, and you then flip f- it. Flip it. What's the opposite of that then? What's the opposite of that? I'm a powerful I'm a good I'm a mom. Great mom. I'm a great mom because of X, Y, Z and, and give that good support. And then you act on it. Yeah. What helps me to feel that way to, to get the, the dopamine celery? Whoa. Celery. Man, yeah. Wow. I just thought of what's the opposite of donut? <laughs> And that's what came out. Yeah, celery does not hit my dopamine uh, chemicals, but maybe for you, maybe they. Well, maybe. What, what do you want? What vegetable do you choose? Oh, do you need a carrot, hmm. apple. Well, carrot is kind of a symbol of like, hey, oh, this like is you could have this stringing you along. Yeah, hmm. well, carrots and sticks, right? Yeah, because that's how we treat mules. I don't know. <laughs> no, Sorry, but this is cool. I, I'm glad you said that because I just want I want people to hear. Even if they were like, what was that even all about? Just know out there in listener land that there are, there are models and tools to understand your own brain, understand your own brain, understand the enemy, understand yourself, and then to be able to fight back for far too long, especially in our church community. I think that we have identified this issue as a spiritual issue. And so we try to attack it with spiritual, we prescribe it with spiritual medication right of well just pray more just do more scriptures do more service yep. and you won't do porn and then when you do porn and masturbate then you're like well there's something wrong with me there's something wrong with me my spirit's bad i'm not good enough right and we're starting to attack the identity when all along we didn't identify this as hey like this is like a mental health addiction thing like there's brain chemistry involved your spirit can be really good and you want to do the right things but you've developed some some neural pathways that are not healthy that lead you to do things that do drive the spirit away and i'm not going to say there's no spiritual element to it but um but we we can't say that this is solely a spiritual thing it's yeah, we fight it's it. ignorant to think that we fight it with all the all the juice mm-hmm. spiritual mental physical 
emotional. I love it. Yeah. Do you have any others? I, I've got I've got a couple questions I want to ask Janae. Um, she's answered most of our questions that we wanted to ask her, but I, I want to ask you a little bit more about the, the stigma of being a woman with a pornography addiction and what stigmas would you say women face in recovery that men don't? Hmm. Um, I think that it starts off with, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to say it exactly, but, um, that men in pornography and masturbation recovery, that they're perverted and that that's okay for men, but it's not okay for women. And really it's not perverted. It's a natural biological function. It's something normal. Um, but for women, I mean, well, same as men, really, that's just introduced by Satan at an opportune time, po- time point in a woman's life when maybe that she feels lonely or she feels curious mm. or emotional. I mean, I'm not really sure that it's really that different. Um, I, I think it just comes back to that it's a more common problem than people realize yeah. and that they that it's, it's thought of to only be a, a man's problem. But it's not. Would you say... Maybe this is too far to say, but I think my perception of culture today is that men are sexual beings and women are not supposed to feel sexual feelings. It's almost expected for men. Yeah. Like to oh. have a pornography issue, or at least in some degree, we talked about that last week and like, with yeah, the girls, and if you're like, but- Oh, you're a woman and you feel sexual feelings. That's different. You're a different woman. Yeah. It's not proven it's, proper. Yeah. Right. Like, Ooh, like yeah. we're back in the, I don't know, yeah. the 20s? Yeah. <laughs> Elizabethan England? Yeah. <laughs> like you're, yeah, like a woman isn't supposed Jane to be Austin aroused. Novel. Isn't supposed to be pleasured. Right. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I get mad about that because that, that's just simply a huge, fat, cultural m- misnomer. And it's unfortunate because I think women then feel double guilty or double the pain because they're like, like how, I'm not how, supposed to feel. How are they sex, supposed to have, have a healthy sexual relationship yeah. or, oh, man. or outlet? Right. They don't. So they suppress so it or sucky. they have other ways. Right. And then that's taboo to talk about. Yeah. So then we get into the shame cycle. It's so oh, fun. Yeah. It's, it's a vicious cycle. So maybe before you, do you have one other question? I, Cause I, I have one on I, that note. Oh, go. Do it. Because on that note, then, what's your recruiting, what's your, like, come join the ranks type of rally cry for women out there that feel like they can't feel, uh, be aroused and can't, uh, I mean, uh, just the whole thing. What's your, what's your message to those women? You are normal. You are loved. And it's, it's okay. We can, you can work on it and you can. You're not alone. I mean, that's that's the biggest part to me is just you're not alone and that there are other women going through it. And as we share our stories with each other, that just is just so empowering to be able to understand and figure out how our brains work, why they work the way that they do and why we turn to the things we do to be able to cope with whatever it is in our lives that we're trying to deal with or not deal with, probably not deal with mm-hmm. and trying to run away from trying to run away from and then um, be able to change those neural pathways. You can actually do that. 
I know it's amazing, but you really can. And I know sometimes you feel like you're just, you're broken. And I, I get that because I have felt like I've been broken my whole life. And now I feel, I see that those neuropathways for myself, I have changed them and I'm working on it. And you know, it's, it's an ongoing battle. It's never going to, for me, I I just see that it's, it's just going to continue, but I have hope and that there is hope and happiness ahead. Oh, I love that. I wanted to then ask you, because I think this dovetails perfectly into that. Janae, what are your plans to bring light to the female fighter community? I know you've got plans. I do have plans. Um, so I, I, there's a few things that I do. Um, besides the, the Daughters of Light support group that I'm in, that helps a lot. And we, we have a text group. I have my own group on WhatsApp to be able to help ladies. Um, and I've realized that this has trickled into all aspects of my life. I have another group on WhatsApp that's, that's for, um, for working out, helping to motivate other women to work out and to, to be fit and, and to help each other. So I've realized that not only will my, well, if you come and join us, that your life will improve just in your addiction. Oh, it improves every aspect of your life, which is so cool. Um, and then I want to start my own podcast. So I want to have a yes. Women Warriors podcast and have guests kind of like Wes and Spenny do. It's super <gasps> awesome. Then, That'd uh, be the coolest. I know, today. right? Yes. We you, need it. I know. We do need we it. Need we totally it. need it. We need it. And you would be amazing. And I want I want emails. I want people to come and ask for help. And I want to be able to help you. And I, if you need an accountability partner, hey, I'll be your accountability partner. You can help me. I can help you. Oh. Win-win. So if... if if there's a woman at Warrior out there that's listening to this and she's like, oh my gosh, yes, finally someone gets me. Can we direct them to you? Can we have them hit you up? And- of course. Yes. Please, please, please. Okay. So not only do we have David who has extended his hand to, to help people, to help parents want to understand how to better support their children that are going through the addiction. But now we have sweet Janae wants to help women find the community that she craved mm. guys podcast at lifechangingservices.org and we will get you in touch with these incredible humans I, we need to connect you oh, with Eliza yes so I, she don't, came on I don't the know if the, if the earth is prepared for that I that the combination may be lethal the strength is would be meteoric death may overcome <laughs> the the world who knows? It, we're, I don't. We're not sure. We aren't. We've never experienced we, it. We won't. Do it. <laughs> no, but we need to connect you with Eliza. If not for... Electricity to, will fail. Oh. It, it will be... It'll be good. It'll be magnificent. It will be bright. <laughs> not fail. The other direction. Yes. Not the yes, darkness, the explode light. Explode with light. Yes. Come towards the light. Yes. Love it. Can I... Okay. This has... This is so cool that you'd be willing to say that. So like Wes said, please, if you're listening to this and it, what if you're not a woman, but you know, a woman that's struggling, send them, send them our way. And even as hard and Janae, you mentioned how hard it was to send the email to us. Yeah, it was rough. It, it, was took, hard. it took me three seasons. I admit it. <laughs> it. It's hard. And it's even, is that crazy that it's hard even when we know that the people we're emailing have the exact same problem. Even then I can't get the fingers to move. Is that not a testimony of Satan's resistance? Oh man. He doesn't want you guys. He doesn't want you to make changes. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want you to transform. Yeah. He'll he'll do anything to stop you from doing it. 
email us podcast at lifechangingservices.org and and we will we will send you to Janae and Janae we <sighs> we we talked before we started recording and you you shared some of your upbringing with us and um i i can't imagine how your i guess your ability to address the issue as a parent has changed but um what do you wish you would have known or been taught as a young girl while your body started to change and and mature i don't know why that question's so hard for me it makes me feel very emotional I wish I knew that that God loved me at that point. I wish I knew I wasn't alone. I know looking back now that that I had angels there helping me get through it, but it sure would have been nice to see their faces a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I just wish that I, at that point, had a testimony, that I had had that opportunity to learn about the gospel sooner and more in depth that I would have liked to have known that Satan's real and that that he was there, obviously, ruining everything and making things so difficult for our family um, and for me. Um, I lacked I lacked the ability to to stand up for myself. I lacked the ability to feel self-worth and that's taken a very long time for me to gain. So I just just wish that uh, if I if I had known if I'd known what I know now, I mean, wow, it'd be totally different. So, youth out there, you are loved. God loves you, and He knows you. That is that is so important for you to know and for you to understand, because that in itself gives you self worth. To know that He He created you, just the way you are, and He sent you here. To the family that he did on purpose for you to learn and for you to grow, for you to help people. Man. Yes! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Strength. Yes. So much strength, strength right now. Out the wazoo. Out the waz. You are worth it. You are worth everything. More than fine. More than fine. That yes. is the coolest. Can I? I have a poem. I for the, <gasps> I feel like Wes right now. I have a poem. Do wow. it. Wow. Can I share? Exciting. And maybe I've already shared it. I don't know. The touch of the master's hand. <gasps> have I shared that? Ooh. The reason it came it came early on when you were talking about worth. And this poem hit me at a moment. Where, and my mom actually told me it was my grandpa's her father's favorite poem. And it helped him feel worth and loved. And, and so having that context with family and and everything else, it hit me in a perfect moment. And it goes like this. Twas battered and scarred and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. What am I bidding? Good folks. He cried. Who'll start the bidding for me? One dollar, one, two dollars, only two, two dollars. Who could make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice, going for three, but no. From the room far back, a gray-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin, 
and tightening the loosened strings. He played a melody pure and sweet as a caroling angel sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, what am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. One thousand dollars. Who make it two? Two thousand. Who make it three? Three thousand once, three thousand twice, and going and gone, said he. The people cheered. Some of them cried. We do not quite understand what changed its worth. Swift came the reply, the touch of the master's hand. And many a man with life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin is auctioned cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once, he's going twice, he's going, and he's almost gone. But the master comes, and the crowd can never understand the worth of a soul and the change that is wrought by the touch of the master's hand. Ooh. Okay. So, ooh, okay, you're worth it. He paid the price. You're worth it. You are worth every oh little bit of his um, of the Savior's sacrifice. He can. He, he loves you. You are worth it, and he'll help you get where you want to go. <clears throat> I think we have one more question that we need to ask Janae. Janae, do. why do you fight? I'm so excited to be able to answer that with you guys. Yeah. Oh, such a great question. Um, that poem is beautiful. I, I know it well. You guys always seem to say the poems that I know and love. I fight because that's what I was put here on this earth to do. I know that that's what God expects of me, that he knows that I can do it. And that I put forth the effort every day. I live life intentionally so that I can win my battles. Yes, sometimes I might stumble. I might trip. I might even hit the pavement. I might bleed. But I'm going to get back up. And I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to keep fighting every single day for the rest of my life. I fight so that I can help others. So that I can feel the way that God feels about me. I know that he put me on this earth with my family on purpose. I'm meant to be their mother, my children's mother. I'm meant to be my husband's wife. And I can do a good job. I am doing a good job. And I am, I am enough. I am beautiful enough. I am smart enough. I am good enough. And I am, I am freaking strong enough. I'm strong enough to win. I fight so that 
that I can love me, and then I can be proud of myself. And yes, there are lots of daily reasons so I can take my daughter to the temple, so I can take the sacrament. Those reasons, those are the long-standing reasons. But it's important to have short ones, too, in mind, so that every day you're ready to go. And I've found that when I, when I talk to other people who say that they're just so tired and they, they don't know if they can fight anymore, and I, I listen to the reasons, I listen to them talk, it's easy to find some reason why you're fighting. It's easy to point out maybe you're fighting for your child, for your spouse, to be able to take the sacrament, to go to the temple, to not lose your temple recommend. Find something anything. Find something and hold on to until you can get those tools so that things get easier because they do. And that is just so beautiful that things actually get easier. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Your brain changes. You change. Amen to that. (sighs) The master's hand is definitely, um, been upon Janae and we have been blessed to hear beautiful music from you today we thank you for being here a melody pure and sweet are you Mm -hmm. kidding me Janae you are amazing thanks for having me it's been awesome sorry it was a long one guys we love you so much are you kidding me oh that was oh man oh come come join the ranks we need all of you please Women Warriors Unite. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Is that the name of the podcast? Uh, I think it should be. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I love it. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>